All right, we're back for all new show. Look, Damage Blue, new year, not new me. I am fed up with <laughs> mediocrity. I am, uh, I am not tolerating mediocrity anymore. Let me tell you something. I posted something on my, on my uh, Instagram, and I'm going to pull it up right here on my phone and read it for you because I think it's something that actually started a conversation online this morning when I was streaming. It said, "Be thankful for closed doors, bad vibes, bad bad vibes, and stuff that falls apart. It'll protect you from the things not meant for you." And when I think about that quote that I put on my Instagram, I think about all of the situations and circumstances and relationships we find ourselves in that I feel like we stay stuck in because they're comfortable. When I think being uncomfortable is the thing that makes us all grow. And so I've just found myself in different conversations with friends, with partners, with different things where people are trying to get me to accept what they want to give me versus what I believe I deserve. And I'm saying, hey, if it doesn't work out, it's just not meant to be. And that's okay. Mm. Amen. You can either be comfortable or you can be dope. Very rarely can you be both. And so when you're complacent, you're you're asking for mediocrity. It becomes inevitable. Now, quick question, though. What is that thing when you're always running from that, right? Like when you're always like, ah, not for me. I need to keep it moving. Is there a term for that? Because I feel like that can be equally as toxic at some point, too. And I feel like at some point in my life, I was doing it. I was always quick to just cut ties. Well, that, that I mean, comes to a lack of balance. I think it's important, like you said, balance. I think it's important to make things work as much as you can, but also having the wherewithal to know when things are just no longer working for you. You know, I mm -hmm. use the example of what we built over at iHeart. You know, are we disappointed that we're not at iHeart anymore? Of course we're disappointed, but it wasn't because of lack of talent. We definitely had that. It was the number one show across the country, grew 20 markets while we were there for two years. It was just that we outgrew the show. We outgrew the platform. The platform didn't have any more space for us, right? And so instead of banging our head against the wall and begging for opportunity, you got to go out and create that opportunity. And, and I think oftentimes we find ourselves staying in relationships because they feel comfortable. Right now, yep. I think, Damage, you bring up a really important point because it's also knowing that it's, it's, it's being able to have the ability to look at it introspectively too and see like, okay, maybe you're not grown enough for the opportunity. Maybe the opportunity is too big for you. So knowing when to exit, you know, regardless <laughs> if it's you, it's not fulfilling you or you just can't fulfill it, I think is the key. I'm just at a place in my life now where I am not as cocky as I could be, but I definitely know my value and I definitely know what we built and what I built at Hollywood Unlocked. And I'm demanding that people respect that. Now, people are going to talk about me, but they're talking about me already. <laughs> they're talking about us already. So what? What? why not be talked about and be winning on top of that? You know what's a pro tip, though, that I want to give? I feel like a lot of people have that question that Damage has. Whenever you are doing an extreme, extremes are mirrors. So someone who leaves too early and someone who stays too long are the same person. The only thing that's different is the balance in the middle. And so I always tell people, ask yourself this one question. What am I pretending not to know? If you know it's time to leave and you've stayed, that's not you being a good team player. That's you playing yourself. So if you keep it a buck with yourself, you know when it's time to leave. Deep down, we always know. Oh, okay. That, that's a great thing. What are you pretending not to know? For So for the people that always kind of runs away, what is that question that they're asking? They're, they're scared of, of, of things getting too real and being rejected by something that they've actually fully invested in. That's what they're mm. pretending not to know. And those who leave, who stay too long, it's their ego not wanting to admit that they chose wrong. And let's be and let's be very clear. This applies to everything. Think about it. If you're sitting at home or driving in your car, you're at your job. You're in a relationship with your partner. Your partner 
used to wake used to wake up every morning to your partner cooking breakfast to telling you you're beautiful to telling you that they love you and then after about a year they stop cooking breakfast then after two years they stop telling you that they love you every day right you taught that person how to treat you you either showed up and didn't love yourself enough to demand that they respect and honor you the way that they did when they first had you or wanted to get you right the same with your job if you come to your job and you give a thousand percent every day every day a thousand percent now your thousand percent like my mother's when she was on drugs and said she was doing the best that she could may not be enough for that job right you have to understand that your thousand percent may need to be multiplied in order for you to fit that opportunity or if your thousand percent is just um, an over exaggerated thousand percent for that job. I'm I'm looking at everything very very um, much from a distance now and saying, okay, how does this fit with my future? I used to be very comfortable with everything fitting for right now. Oh, this friend, these friends are cool right now. These these this is cool right now. No, what is what is it that I need for where I'm trying to go? And that is. It's an uncomfortable process because once you once you start to sit with that, you have to determine what your value is and if the things and people around you match up and mirror that value. I was recently in a conversation with somebody who was very disrespectful uh, in expecting me to accept the mediocrity that they were giving me, the answers that they were giving me to questions that were legitimate questions around our partnership. And I said to them, listen, we don't need to argue. It's very simple. This either works or it doesn't work. And that's okay. Because when you understand your value, you know there's another person waiting to be with you. You know there's another partner waiting to partner with you. You know that there's another person ready to work for you or that you can work for, right? So once you know your value, it's okay to sit now. If you step out on faith and like, damn it, you're not reading the room right, then you go fuck it up. Because... Sometimes, you know, when 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 things don't work out, there is a greater lesson there. That lesson may be that you didn't value that opportunity or that partner enough, or that lesson may be that that partner didn't value you enough. And so therefore you went on to find a better partner. That all is told when you look back, because hindsight is always 2020. Um, you know, I said last night on gagging that it was interesting when I had dinner with Kanye West the other night that, you know, you two were there or Blue, you were there when I got the phone call and you were excited for me. But there were people online saying, oh, Kanye's just hanging out with anybody. Let's be very clear. No, I'm not, just, I'm not just anybody. Now, if I didn't know my self-worth, I would buy into the bullshit online. But a lot of my fans who saw the the dinner or whatever were like, oh, my God, is the interview coming? What is he doing with Hollywood Unlocked? What's Jason Lee doing? And, and I got a lot of phone calls from people who saw us out wondering what that means. It just means we went to dinner. But but what I thought what I thought was interesting was to see how many people showed their asses just from that small clip. <laughs> they were triggered. A lot of people, when they see you as something that is comfortable and small in a box, like, oh, that's just Jason Lee, the insert, whatever they called you five years ago. They feel comfortable keeping you in that box. And when you evolve and they haven't, they have to put you back in the box so they can make an excuse as to why they're still in their box. So a lot of times when you grow, you can't bring everybody with you, right? And Oprah had a really great saying a long time ago that helped me actually end a relationship. She was like, doubt means don't. Because anybody who really wants you around, whether it's a business partner, a romantic partner, a family member, they will do everything in your po- in their power for you to be clear. So if somebody is okay with you being unclear, they don't want you bad enough. It's that yeah. simple. Doubt means don't. The 2022 is the year that I plan to take everything that's mine and I want to do it in partnership and I want to do it in 
good spirits, but I'm also willing to run over a bitch because that's just the way that it is. Okay. And you know, again, people respect real. And I want to say again, shout out to all of the people that show up for this show every week, because you know, you've seen the journey, you've seen the growth, you've seen the, uh, the pitfalls, but more importantly, you've seen our wins and you've been a part of that. You know, there's so much happening right now in the world with this Omicron, Delta Cron, Fluorona, all these different offsets. No shout to the Migos of the um, the 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 variant that's out here. Man, at this point, I feel like I'm playing dodgeball everywhere I go. If I see somebody sneeze or cough or do something that looks sickly, I'm running from it. <laughs> Period. Have you- have you guys been asking people to get tested? Because I have a friend who's in town. And he was like, oh, I want to drop by. I want to see you. I'm so excited to see you. And I was like, that's great. So can you go by CVS and get a, a rapid test before you come to my house and send me a picture? Mm-hmm. And it got real quiet on the phone suddenly. He was like, what? And so it feels like ha- asking for an STD test. But I feel like if you really care about me, and you know I'm immunocompromised, and Omarion and Delta Cron and Fluorona running around, you should be okay with taking a test before coming to my house. No, it's real. Because a lot of people are false positive and false negative, all this because they're not taking the test and they want to come around you talking about they feel fine. No way. Now, okay, Amorcron <laughs> and COVID and, and met up with Florona. It's a lot of gangsters out here in this little nasty bacteria universe. You're going to have to come with a test or don't come by at all, man. And that's real. If, if somebody's getting upset that you're asking for a, a negative COVID test, then they don't need to be around you. Point blank. It's been crickets for the past two hours since I asked for that test. Crickets. Well, you know, my barbers, they come here to the house. One of them, shout out to Gabriel. He's really, really good about wearing his mask all the time. I had to get him there because at first, sometimes he would want to wear it, sometimes he wouldn't. I I make him wear a mask all the time because you're you're actually breathing over me while you're cutting my hair. Mm -hmm. And then you you, Mm -hmm. you cut people's hair all day long. He wears a mask now consistently because he caught COVID. This other barber came to my house and actually wanted to get into an argument with me about wearing a mask. I was like, bro, let me explain something to you. I am not negotiating my health and well-being with you for a haircut. You are going to either wear the mask and cut my hair or you're not going to cut my hair. And so uh, anyway, I haven't called them back because I, I I thought it was offensive that I had to even negotiate with him. And I'm seeing people, you know, recently there was somebody on a plane, uh, a woman who she was on a plane and she texts, we have COVID shh, to somebody else and somebody oversaw that. Now, I don't know what you all would have done, but let me tell you, if I see you somewhere saying you have COVID, or you've been exposed to COVID and you're trying to keep it a secret and you're trying to be around me and you're probably irresponsible not wearing a mask. I'm not only telling, but I'm ringing my bell. Ding, let me off. Now, we can't get off 30,000 feet in the air, but you could at least put me in first class or upgrade my experience based on this major inconvenience. Just know that's happening. Everybody that's traveling know you're going to be on that plane with at least two people that's COVID positive because they didn't take the test or they took the test and they don't care because they're trying to live their best life. They're out there getting a fake uh, positive test from wherever they're getting it from. Just know if they're not wearing your mask, put your mask on, put two masks on. And it's funny that people get offended when they're this close to you and you ask them to put a mask on. I don't want nobody, no barber. I don't care if you're doing nails. Put your damn mask on, all right? Would you end a friendship over that? Like, would you end a friendship if somebody did that? Well, let me say this real quick. I think what people fail to forget is when they're sick around you, damage, you have a kid. When they're sick around Mm -hmm. somebody else, you may be caring for an elderly family member. You know, it's not just you. So don't just, don't, don't, don't decide for me and the future people who come in contact with me that it's okay if I get sick because I appear to be healthy. And everybody that appears to be healthy isn't healthy. 
you don't know what's going on in people's lives. You know what I mean? And so I, I just I just have to say, I think it's very selfish. Now, I'm not going to be like Black China and try to fight you in the airport. That's just the extreme. But I do believe that there should be consequences for people who, um, you know, just have a total disregard for other people's health. Now, to your question, would, it, would I end a friendship over it? I think that if you intentionally don't respect my wishes about what I feel to be comfortable, yeah, I think I think it's less about not wearing a mask and more about you just not respecting me as a friend. It's a I mean, well, thing. one of my friends was on a plane and she found out that the person that she went on a trip with um, had COVID and she found out after they got back from the trip. And she said she ended the friendship and she was talking about it on Twitter and half of, it was split. Half of them were like, that's messed up. How are you going to judge your home girl? You didn't catch it. So what's the problem? And she was like, no, we need to never share space again. And I came to her defense. I was like, I think she's right. Anybody who would go on a vacation with you with COVID, have you in their face doing shots and stuff all weekend. And then not tell you till you get home. I might hit you. I might like, I'm not violent normally, but there are certain times where I feel like you need to get mollywhopped. I might mollywop you. It, it- and like Jason said, you know, for me, I have my mom that's older. I got my son. Okay, you think it's funny and cute when you're mm-hmm. around me. And if I get COVID, because you probably think I can handle it. But Lord forbid if I pass it on to my son and pass it on to my mom, now we have a bigger situation. So it's nothing funny about that. And if you want to cut ties with a friend for doing that, I think you should because it's very immature also. Like you're going to put everybody health at risk for a vacation, for a trip. Come on, bro. Well, now, now last, year, last year, one of my sisters, my sister Cheryl, she passed away from COVID. This year, my aunt Ollie passed away from, or last year, my aunt Ollie passed away from COVID. And now just the end of last year, 2021, my cousin Stanley's son, who was only 23 years old and healthy, uh, passed away from COVID. And so, you know, this thing is so unpredictable. And the fact that this variant continues to morph into other things that are so unpredictable, I think it's just, it's a really scary time. And so again, I would just offer to everybody out there, you know, make sure you're keeping your immune system strong, that you're, you know, staying prayed up. Because as much as it's a physical thing, it's also a mental thing, because I don't know about you two, if you've caught it or not, but when I caught COVID, I had to mentally tell myself repeatedly, stay calm, keep your anxiety down, keep your breathing under control, you know, don't, because I also feel like there's a mental component to this too, that stresses out to the point to where you will literally start to feel your body being compromised and stress also affects the immune system. So, uh, you know, I hope everybody's staying safe out there. Now, look, look, let me show you this post really quick though, from the person who was on the plane saying that she had COVID. This is what she posted. And this was all over Reddit. She posted, we have COVID. That's why we're coming home a day early on the plane. Now I have to ask you, the people on Reddit are saying, should this be illegal? I think she should go to jail. Yeah. My response is violent, so I was trying to like pace myself. Um, hey, I would have walked up to her. I would have been. I would have pulled a Karen. I would have been the world's brownest Karen in that moment and asked to speak to every stewardess that worked there and had her bubble wrapped until we got off. No. You crazy. My mother is 75 years old. I'm not trying to endanger her life because you want to play stupid games, Karen, which is Shrek Nuggles. No, no. Yeah, it's one thing to not know. And you took the test after you came home for a vacation. You're like, oh my God, I didn't know. Thank God I had my mask on. But when you know you're doing this and you just moving around and laughing about it, talking about some shh, now that's a fight. And I, and thank God, you know, for the nosy person sitting behind them, you know, zooming into their home. <laughs> they wild for that. They wild for that. Who knows what other things they've seen in that text thread? Well, I would have done it. I don't. I don't mean to sound racist, but um, the woman was white. 
white people on planes do some really way out things. Now, I love y'all white folks, but y'all be doing stuff. Y'all be punching each other out over dumb stuff. You know, <laughs> I don't understand the, the level of entitlement that happens with white people on planes. Uh, I, I see it all the time. The other day, I took a flight for one day. I did a turnaround trip to go home and meet with my city council member. And on the flight, uh, me and somebody who works for me, we're sitting there. These white people almost fought over the front row seat on Southwest. This is not business class, people. It's Southwest. It's like the flea market of flights. You sit wherever there's an open seat. One guy came in, threw his bag in the overhead while another guy swooped in behind him to sit in the seat. They almost got into a full-out fight. I said, sir, there's 200 seats. Just, just move into the second row. White people, stop feeling entitled on flights. And if you have COVID, stay home. What do you think about this? Do you think that they should start making everybody who buys any flight, whether it's in the U.S. or outside the U.S., take a COVID test? Yes. They don't? Yeah. The fact that they don't is weird to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's no, weird only. that we're not already doing that. No, only if you fly to some countries do they require you to have a negative COVID test. Like going to Aruba, you have to have it. Colombia, going to Dubai, you had to have a negative COVID test on top of your vaccination. But bigger than that, Jason, yes, I think they should. But bigger than that, COVID aside, I don't want nobody nasty, bacteria, breath breathing on me, near me. Cover your face regardless. Okay, if you don't got COVID, you might have the flu, you might have the cold, you might got halitosis. There's other reasons why I want you to cover your damn mouth when you're getting too close to me. Like, back up. People that, I don't know what this thing is. It's like, oh, I don't want to wear a mask and I want to get close to you to talk about how I don't want to wear a mask. Have you noticed that? All the arguments about masks are very close cornered kind of conversations. Like, back up. Oh, no, it's, it's funny. Even I told this story before, but in Miami, this guy wanted to take a picture with me. He had a mask on. And then when he got next to me, he took it off. I'm like, no, put the mask <laughs> on while you take a picture. Anyway, okay, well, listen, um, Trey Songs is back in the news again because the uh, basketball player Dylan Gonzalez is sounding off. She posted another post on her Instagram, um, you know, really responding to the reaction people were giving. Uh, off her allegations that Trey Songs raped her. Now, if those of you who haven't been following Hollywood Unlocked, that's your bad. You should. Dylan Gonzalez is a basketball player who, right at, I believe, New Year's Eve, around the, the end of last year, posted a tweet saying that Trey Songs raped her. She was happy to get it off. Uh, see you in 2022. Now, she's been criticized by a lot of people who are saying they don't know if this is real or not because there was no context. We've talked about it here at the show. Well, now she has um, posted something else on Instagram, and this is what she said. She said, with what seems like endlessly recurring news of the alleged sexual assaults committed by Trey Songs, I am forced to repeatedly relive my in my mind and suffer anew the long-suppressed horror and unbearable PTSD of my rape by his very hands at a well-known Las Vegas hotel. I want to send my love, strength, and hope to all who are victims of sexual assault and its fatal nature. You are not alone. I stand with you and encourage all those who have suffered abuse to speak out and come forward. Suppression of our voices only emboldens our oppressors, and you cannot heal what you do not reveal. At this time, I humbly request my privacy, consideration, and compassion while I fully commit to pursue the best course of action uh, and all of my legal uh, uh, options. Gracias, whatever. Now, here's the deal. Didn't she, I'm not victim blaming, but didn't she cause all this attention by posting the cryptic tweet? 
on New Year's Eve about the rape that nobody knew about. So now mm. you're saying that you need to take a break from all the attention you're getting from the attention that you created. Am I wrong? Yeah, because she snapped. Here's the thing, right? There's a certain point where the human mind can't take pressure anymore. And when you reach your breaking point, it's not the same thing as saying, oh, I'm going to have a publicity stunt. So it wasn't like she was like, oh, I'm going to do this thing for clout. Oh, no, the clout's too much. She literally said, I can't hold it in anymore. And a lot of people who do have PTSD from sexual assault, they do have a breaking point that they is out of their control. And then they have to figure out how to recalibrate once they get the pushback from it. So, no, I think she snapped. I think she said, I can't hold it in anymore. And now that you all been yapping it's making me realize i really do need to get a lawyer involved mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. I, I honestly i don't know what response she thought she was going to get by putting out that tweet i know it alarmed all of us we were like wow and mm -hmm. unfortunately trey songs we are here yet again what is really going on according to her you raped her bro according to other people you've sexually assaulted them there is a pattern here that is not good now i don't want to say he's guilty because i don't know what's going on but it's not looking good. And Trey Songs, like I said before, who is in your team? Who's around you? Who's your family members? People got to stop supporting this. I don't want to call it a habit, but some, there's some sexual habit here that is not healthy for him. And I'm, 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 it's looking like we might have R. Kelly situation here where they might be canceling this man's music from platforms. That's all I'm saying. It's looking bad. This has been going on for years and years and years. And I feel like this one allegation might take things over the top because a lot of these things have been swept under the rug um, in the past. Did you know that since the pandemic, rates of anxiety and depression have doubled in the US? I mean, these days, it can take weeks to get to a traditional therapy appointment, but that's where Cerebral comes in to help. Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door, skipping the pharmacy lines. Through their Cerebral mobile app, you get unlimited messaging with your personal care team wherever you are, or you can connect with your counselor and therapist on your laptop to schedule sessions wherever is the most convenient for you. The treatments are also super affordable at one-third the price of traditional therapy. Treatment options are available with or without insurance. And Cerebral is in-network for several insurers. And if you're not in-network, they'll help you to easily submit a claim. Plus, superstar gymnast Simone Biles, who is a huge advocate for mental health, is a huge fan of Cerebral and stands as their chief impact officer. And for listeners of this program, you can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com unlocked. Go to Cerebral.com slash unlocked for 65% off your first month. That's just a total of $30 to get started. Join Cerebral.com. Join Cerebral today. Join, join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Well, well, listen, I was on Clubhouse. You know, I have a show over on Clubhouse called The Daily Read that I do every day, Monday through Friday from 6 to 7, 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we talk about whatever's in the news. And I was talking about Trey Songs yesterday, and somebody came up there and said, it sounds like you're defending Trey Songs, but you didn't defend Kaylin Walker. Kaylin Walker was an actor who Hell was no. on this show who was accused of rape, and then Kalani spoke out against him. They said that he had allegedly um, victimized some women. I interviewed two girls who had alleged that he had sexually assaulted them, and I had told the story about when he asked me to post or how to help him post this uh, a sex video, alleged sex video between him and Halle Berry. Now, listen, I'm going to be very clear. What I say is I can't convict Trey Songs. Just like I can't convict a Kalen Walker or anybody accused of rape. 
But when you have the person alleged to have raped, unlike Trey Songs, like Kaylin, in his case, come out and talk about it, then you allow for a full spectrum of conversation to happen where people can look at his behavior, look at their behavior and have an opinion. Right now, we haven't heard from Trey. And I just want to be very clear to all the women watching, anybody watching, I'm not defending Trey Songs. I'm not defending anybody who's been accused of anything. But I do believe that black men, men in general, people in general, deserve to go through the court process and have their day in court before they are finally judged and sentenced and executed. That being said, I also want to say, I don't give a damn about anybody who wants to defend anybody who's been accused of rape. Uh, I'm not going to jump on your bandwagon and I'm not going to make it comfortable for you regardless of your relationship. And if somebody that you're with has been accused of rape and they're a public figure, that's what comes with it. Sometimes you got to deal with public scrutiny and I'm here to do a job. Uh, Trey, I don't know where you are in the world with what's happening. You know, I like you. You know, I'm going to tell you something that Trey did that I have never said. One day, Sky from Black Ink called me and she said, oh, I'm over at Trey Song's house. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to come over. And so I'm like, cool. I'm like, but make sure it's cool because, you know, some people don't really feel comfortable with me going to their house whatever. And so Trey gets on the phone and he says, you could come over. And he says something like, you know, but don't come over here and say what's going on over here because, nigga, I got, we got guns. Basically, it was like a veiled threat. But I, you know, I, I brush all that shit off. Like, nigga, ain't nobody worried about that. I took it as a joke or whatever. But I think he was actually really serious. And I have to tell you, there has been a turn in Trey songs that I've been seeing where he's become more and more aggressive. Not just, I'm not saying with females, I'm saying just in general, his tone, the member on stage where he, I think he beat up a fan or he did something, he broke something on stage. Remember that when that happened? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. become increasingly angry, apparently angry or violent or threats of violence. So on one hand, the Trey songs that I think I know, who was always nice and sweet, has been evolving into a little bit more of an aggressive person. Now, the last time I saw him, he was cool. So I really don't know what to make of all this, but I will say that it doesn't appear that Dylan is going anywhere. Now she's lawyered up. I don't know if she's trying to get money out of this or she's trying to actually see him go to jail, but it's going to be interesting to follow this and we are going to follow it all the way to the courthouse. Can I say all one right. last thing about, about the Trey songs thing before we wrap up? Just one quick thing. Um, so this is a really great commentary on rape culture that we don't talk about enough. Rape culture creates rapists who don't even know they're rapists. I remember watching a show called I May Destroy You where there was a scene where somebody took a condom off during sex without telling her. And she said, I was sexually assaulted. And it was the first time in my big age that I realized that somebody taking off a condom without telling you was actually sexually assault. So mm -hmm. there's different types of sexual assault that are so normalized for us that we don't even think they're rape. I actually think if Trey Songz took a lie detector test, he would pass. He has normalized not asking for consent so much. I don't think he even knows that he's a rapist, which is what's so scary about rape culture. So anybody who knows him personally, who's like, no, I looked at him in the eyes and I could tell he was telling the truth. He was telling the truth from a place of ignorance. So be very mindful about rape culture creating blurred lines where people don't even know they're sexually assaulting you. Well, when you look That's at well, when you look at the definition of sex assault, it could even go a step further. Say you're in a passionate night of sex, you're having you know you're having intercourse, and then he decides he wants to stick it in your ass. Yep. If you didn't tell him expressly that he could do it, that technically is sodomy, which by the law and the penal code is illegal. And so I think that now we are in such a sensitive and hypersensitive world with it all. I got criticized not too long ago because somebody that I was hanging out with, I said, can I touch your leg? And he was like, why are you asking me such a dumb question? No, I want to express permission. 
because I don't want you Mm -hmm. to be in the heat of it all, get uncomfortable and then say, oh, you touched me and I didn't want you to. You know what I mean? And I just think that like it it doesn't take but a second to ask those questions. Uh, And, you know, dating nowadays and getting to know people is very different. And it has changed, at least if not forever for now. And getting permission is not um, a bad thing. I I jokingly said to my team, I want to get a consent to fuck form. I want to create a consent to fuck form. Do it. I want to. I have one. I can send you. I have one. I can send you. No, I'm serious. Right now at my house, my assistant, I don't even know where he files this. Okay. We have NDAs. You come to this house to hang out with Jason Lee, you going to sign that good NDA. And I don't know if he has a file. I I don't want to peek in that file because I'm sure it's pretty full at this point. But, you know, they have to sign the NDA. And I, I told my attorney, I, I want to consent to fuck for him because you just never know. And as you get more and more, people want more and more. And you just never know when you're going to get set up. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Trey, uh, I don't know the future for you. None of us have that crystal ball. Miss Cleo's not over here at Hollywood Unlock, But I know for sure uh, we're going to follow this. And, you know, no telling what's going to happen. Listen, uh, Drake is now also in the news because... Why did Drake say this? Uh, people are saying it's a rumor. <laughs> There's a rumor that Drake puts hot sauce in his uh, in used condoms to stop semen stealing groupies. That's I hope right. it's true. I hope it's true. I love, I love this story. It. It's I love innovative. This story. It really is. I'm like, you're a smart man. So for those of you that don't have a visual, Aubrey Drake takes his used condoms with the with the cum in it, and he allegedly. And he pours in allegedly a Taco Bell Grande hot sauce packet to stir it up. Now, for some of you, you would still swallow that because you could kind of put, you could kind of put the hot sauce on a, a oyster and swallow it the same way you could do a bag of cum. I mean, there are people who are fans of Drake's who would still swallow his nut if it had a little hot sauce on it. Some would say it's protein with a twist. I don't know. I'm personally not going to swallow <laughs> Drake's cum. Uh, with or without hot sauce. Uh, ew. Wrong hole, Jason. Wrong hole. They're using it to ha- have babies to get checked. So they're not putting it in their mouths. That's why the hot sauce is brilliant because it hurt, it burns your hoo-ha. Well, my question is once you touch, the, once the cum touches the air, don't don't the babies die? Or, or... Pre-cum, pre-cum can get you pregnant. You can get pregnant before you even really got into it. I'm saying, but pre-cum, <laughs> when it shoots in you, right, is one thing. But when cum is in a plastic tube and then you pull the penis out and the air hits it, is the is the... Are the babies still alive and swimming, or what? What's going on in the in the? Hey, it's a possibility, but I think we we're asking the wrong question here. My thing is, a woman pulled the condom out, yep. seeing that it was red solution in it, right? Because if you mix it with some hot sauce, it's some kind of color. Obviously, that's not the color of cum, and she still decided to put that in her. That's a risk taker. Because I'd have been like, <laughs> oh, buddy, buddy got something. Why is his cum red? Like, what happened? He's shooting blood. She said, "Fuck it." I'm going to put it on in me anyway. So that's the real question. How do you see a, a red-filled condom and still decide to put it in your, your body? I don't believe her story only because she said when she said, oh, my God, I'm burning what's going on, he was apologetic and said, oh, I'm sorry. I put hot sauce in the condom. I have a hard time believing that Aubrey saw a, a I don't want to call her a thought, but saw a, a late-night sneaky link shoving an old condom in her, and he was the one apologizing. So the story that she's telling seems a little bit off to me, but... I'll let, you know, well, Drake respond I, to that. Here's why I think she's lying. She This Instagram model said that she saw him take the condom off and his penis was seven inches thick and cut. And I've heard it was bigger than that. 
Um, and so I don't believe the inches and I don't know that, that to me right there, I, sh I should call a person and ask them during the show, how big his dick is, but either way, I heard it was bigger than that. Um, and, and Instagram model, why would you have the privilege of being fucked by a Drake to then go and tell people anything? And why this is what I, I don't understand. Like the cloud chase is so for a purse crazy. for a bag, maybe. Yeah, but you gonna get the purse by you gonna get the purse by shutting the fuck up. Exactly. That's not true. That's not true, Jason. That what? is the currency. Once a yo, see, we don't move like this. But once these guys out here know she messed with Drake, they gonna want her too, and they are gonna spend more money than Drake spent on her. So it's an investment. That's true. That's true. What are you about? These that dudes love true. messing with people, girls, dog. That's like a that's great point. I'm gonna tell you some tea. Um, Future tried to do that to Floyd Mayweather. You know, it was crazy. Future came over to Floyd's house trying to figure out how to have multiple girlfriends and how to have them all be okay with it, only to try to sleep with one of Floyd's girls. You know, and so it's interesting that you say that because I have seen the clout chases real out here where these guys really do want to try to have that trophy. But here's why I say to the women, be very smart because you're the prize. Don't be a pawn in these guys' chess game where they're moving you around like a piece, where you know this is your man, and any man trying to get at you is not getting at you because they think you're better than every girl they've been with. They're getting at you to get at that guy because it's an ego thing. You can't get the billions of dollars Floyd has, but if you think you can peel off one of his girls, then, hey, you're the winner. You know, and so I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Damage. The sad part is that the women don't get it. Now, for this model, I don't know who the woman is or whatever. Uh, the fact that she took some cum out of a condom and tried to put it in her vagina. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. She needed yeah. her rent paid. Sis had a mission. I don't even think she looked inside of it. And so, yeah, sis had a mission. I will say this. I do know several people who have been with Drake in intimate ways. And the one thing I will say to his credit is he's very chivalrous and he's very generous. And you don't have to smash for him to be chivalrous and generous. So she was just being greedy, if this is true. Well, um, shout out to your vagina. I, I'm sorry that it's on fire. I mean, nobody told <laughs> oh you to do that. You know? And then who do you call? When your pussy's on fire, you know, like what? I think I think my vagina. Like, do you call your doctor? I would be, I would be, I would if I was her and my pussy was on fire. I would be devastated to go to Kaiser Permanente and lay up there and say, "What happened?" Well, Drake came in a condom, and when he wasn't looking, I put it up in my wuha, and he put hot sauce in it. Like, you look dumb. You sound dumb. The whole situation's dumb. And you know what? Drake is somewhere playing NBA Two K, like. Pitch is dumb. You know, like, you didn't think about you. I love his response. So did you see his response? Bars. It's going to be his next album. What did he say? He said, um, I'll take, you had your 15 minutes, but I'll take the other 23 hours and 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, I did. Bars. I, I, Bars. Thought he was talking, I thought he was talking to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ray, Ray J. Ray J is in the news. Ray J, let me tell you something, Ray J. You told me you had sold your name and that Ray J was gone and you were just going to stop with the antics. Now he's saying that men should only wear dark underwear, not white underwear, because they, should, they, don't, they shouldn't wear the white underwear because they'll have doo-doo stains in it. Uh, now, now, here's the deal. Ugh. Ray J, Ray J, I'm 44 years old. Let's be very clear. I got white underwear on today. I have even taken a shit today. There will not be a streak of shit in my underwear today, 
tomorrow or any other day. Because, Ray J, you're supposed to wipe your ass. What in the hell is going on with Ray J saying that men have to wear black underwear? And the fact that you would wear dark underwear because you want to hide shit streaks tells me that you are just nasty. Ray J, I hope you're wiping your ass. Now, I don't have baby wipes next to my toilet like a lot of people do when I go to their houses. And but I do Thank have God. I don't know how to use. Yeah. But but damage, are you only wearing black underwear so your shit streaks are blended in? Hell no. And then he said to be courteous for whoever washing underwear. They gonna see it anyway, or they gonna smell it. Uh-huh. Bro, what are you talking about? There's no way to hide that. That's nasty. Now I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to put some fellas on game. Because clearly guys will rather do that. Some guys out there, and ladies too, let's talk about it. But would rather do that than actually clean themselves. So maybe that's a, a little whole tip he trying to give out. I don't know. I ain't with it. He gave the wrong tip though. Please do not put any baby wipes anywhere in your toilet bowl. You will wreck your plumbing. You're supposed to use flushable wipes, guys. The OCD in me is going crazy. Do not use baby wipes. You're going to ruin your plumbing. There's no, flushable no, no, no. wipes that are meant for that. Well, Please. I'll tell you this. If there were ever, if there was ever an instance where I had a shit streak in my drawers or anywhere <laughs> in my linen or whatever, I'm washing that shit myself. So you ain't never got to worry about catching that shit, literally. Because I just kind of feel like, you know, are there times where you're just rushing to go shoot your podcast and you forget to wipe one extra time? Maybe, you know, but I don't, you know, but if you leave a whole shit track in your pants <laughs> oh. and, you're, and you're above three, you have you have some serious issues. Rachel does have a point, though. There have been several posts that have gone viral of straight black men saying that only F words um, clean their booty hole because they think it's gay. So he is actually speaking to a very vi- viral trend. Nobody um, said that. Nobody said no, that. No, I can send you I can send you several screenshots every week. My my gay male friends send me screenshots. I've sent it to damage before. Like literally, there's nobody, a pandemic nobody, nobody, of wait, straight no, black no, men. No, 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 no. Nobody said I don't wipe my ass because I'm not a faggot. Not yeah. I, I literally can send you, I, I can drown you guys in screenshots. I'll be happy to send it to production. I saw one recently where a lady said, I knew he was a real man because he doesn't eat bananas because that's gay. There was another one that said, he doesn't have lotion, but don't worry, lotion is gay. I'll lotion you, baby. Like being ashy and having a dirty booty hole is considered hyper-masculine these days. It's this weird <laughs> subculture that's happening. So Ray J is speaking to an actually growing population of men who think it's gay to have good grooming. No, well, let me say let me say this. And these are the same men that want their women to lick their ass. So now here you are. Here you are. You had your Nacho Bell Grande with the hot sauce from Drake's Come. And now you're gonna go get your ass eaten by your girl who's gonna find a dingleberry hanging there from your ass crack because you're too masculine to wipe your booty hole. You know what? I'm gonna tell you right now. This is why. This is why I'm telling you, I don't fuck with nothing that don't take a shower. Don't come in from don't come in from outside talking about hey, I'm real horny. Go get in the shower. Matter of fact, use every piece of scrub, soap, body wash, shampoo, get every crack and crevice. But if I dated somebody that said, Hey baby, you know, um, because you know, I do there are some straight men that I've dated. I can't wipe my ass. That's gay. Nigga, you about to get your dick sucked. That's what is that? You know what I mean? That's even gayer, yeah. Actually, it's not. It's just experiencing. What, what what I'll say is this. When I was in boarding school, my boy, I'm putting him on blast. My boy, Jared Hodges, he's crazy as hell. Damn. And he asked everybody in the dorm the question. He was like, when y'all wash your body, do you take the rag and stick it in your ass a little bit? And everybody looked at him like that was gay. 
And I'm looking like, uh, well, you got to clean it somehow, right? But I was like, it's kind of awkward you asking everybody that. But you I do got to clean. To, I, need to, I need to see Jared Hodges' Instagram because the <laughs> fact that he came and asked a bunch of men how they wiped their ass. He's crazy. I, I would have been turned crazy. on by that. I would have been like, let me see. What? He sounds clean, though. Is he the only one using the rag properly? Here's the thing, but guys. That, when I said I was like, that's a wild question to be asking everybody, but the the responses were still kind of shocking. He's like, no, nah, I would never do that. I think I'm he's like, the clean one. I will say this, guys. When you are clean, women will go further with you sexually. There have been so many times that I was down with somebody, and then I caught a whiff of something, and I was like, yeah, let's just do missionary. <laughs> I was like, mm, let's not explore anything tonight. So we well, talk about y'all. We talk about y'all behind y'all backs. Y'all are nasty sometimes. Ray J, yeah. let me say, it's not just the wiping your ass that's important. Can y'all please start losing, using lotion or moisturizer? Please. Too? I'm so sick of seeing ashy dick. At this point, like, we at an age where we know if we ain't drinking enough water and we ain't using some type of tea tree oil or some type of moisturizer, that it's going to be a little white and flaky down there. Now, I will tell you, if your head and shoulders on your penis ain't right, I'm done, okay? I am a critic. And, oh, and after meeting somebody on Beagle who said that his cum, because he's sterile, is like dog water, like murky water. I'm not even doing I I I'm like so sick of like sexual fluids oh that <laughs> I'm I'm kind of retiring for another week or so. All right, well, shout out to Ray J. Wipe your ass, bro. Now look, Roddy Rich, speaking of speaking of something that's way out there, Roddy Rich, who's a rapper here in LA, uh got on Clubhouse and he went all the way off on some crip who was claiming that he's not from the hood and that he was false flagging. Now, if you don't know what that means, that means when you claim to be something that you're not. Now, I don't know why these celebrities get famous to care about what other people think about their realness to the streets, but apparently uh, Roddy Rich did, and he hopped on Clubhouse, created the account just for this moment. Take a listen. I got phone calls, text messages I'm seeing on the internet. I'm false flagging. I want to know what's going on. Niggas saying that you ain't from the hood. You ain't been to the you hood. You saying I'm not from the hood? Who saying I'm not from the hood? You, you saying I'm not from the hood? I said what I said. I'm asking you a question. Nigga, I just said I said what I said. You ain't seen me get put on the black mat? Nigga, three seconds, my nigga is not All right, a put on. All right, champ, three niggas. Three niggas, put two of them down. Come on, that bro. That ain't official? Because I know on, a lot bro. of little homies that ain't get their official, nigga. You said I'm not, I done got on so far. I ain't, I'm false flagging. Nigga, I got put on my hood and I was over there. Every video until anti-social was in the hood. The label, Julie Greenwald, called us and told us we doing too much in Compton. Nigga, we got to go and do videos everywhere else, nigga. That's what happened, nigga. Cap, bro. That's cap. Niggas know what the deal is, bro. Julie Greenwald, nigga. That go like that. So my question to all of you is, you know, and shout out to Wack 100 who was leading that room. Of course, Wack knows how to get the internet buzzing. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. what, what do you guys think? Do you think that there has to come a point in time where these rappers get to a level of success where they just have to let that proving they're real or proving they're from the hood thing go? It's difficult because, Jason, um, when people think about the industry, that's looked at as faith. So when you looked at what's real and authentic, it's the people you came up with, the, air, the the neighborhoods you came up around or you grew up in. So when you start getting more industry, you look at yourself as more fake. So that's why you see a lot of artists, when they tend to blow up or they get some kind of a fame, they're still trying to connect back to their roots because it's looked at as real. But the realest thing is, dumb people, where you from a lot of times, really hate you and really don't want to see you win. So as much as you going back there thinking you 
putting on for the hood, a lot of them people don't want to see you make it outside the hood. It's a trap. They call it a trap for a reason. It's a trap. It's, yeah, it's I, really a catch-22 to the situation. You can never win this war. I don't care how authentic or inauthentic Roddy Rich is. I've seen some of the toughest dudes be called fake, be called bitches, be called liars, be called... You can never win this game when you're trying to play gangster. So if I was Roddy Rich, anybody around him, it's like, bruh, take care of your family. That's more important than trying to take care of your hood. Not saying don't go back to the hood, but once it starts gets into these politics like this, you're you're fighting a losing battle. You're fighting a losing battle. And I also think it's a gift when you get this kind of pushback because when you start to smell resentment, resentment is one of those feelings that is like the smoke before the fire. That means somebody's already looking for an excuse to come after you, right? Mm -hmm. And so we saw what happened to Nipsey. We saw what happened to Dolph. Like when somebody shows you they're th that resentful of you just for being fake, we, we know that there's more behind that word. That's your sign that you have to have extra security when you do go home and be very mindful about who's around you because you're already marked. And so I just hope that he spends less time worrying about proving himself to people who are determined to misunderstand him and spends more time thinking about his safety. Well, one thing for sure, I mean, I ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. Um, I also feel like, you know, like you said, the jealousy is already there when you're successful. On top of that, now you're 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 inviting an opportunity to have conflict. And nowadays you can be into it with one individual online, but other people hear it and want to participate in that for a recognition or for that moment. And they may try to get you. And so I don't know. I never really thought of Roddy Rich being this deeply entrenched in gang conflict until now. And now for the whole world to see and be talking about it, it's almost like you're inviting an experience that you may not want. This also reminds me of the conversation the other night at dinner with Kanye. You know, Kanye says he he's not using security anymore. He's just walking around the streets with no security. He came to dinner with us the other night with no security. And um, I'm, I'm concerned about that. And not because he's done anything to anybody, but because you're Kanye West and people are looking to have a sit an experience go viral these days because that's the fame they want. And I'll tell you, I'm not famous by any measure compared to a Kanye West, but I always have something with me or I have a security or something because when you start making yourself more aware or more visible, people want to try to take from you. I just think that way. And, you know, I hope that he stays safe, but I also hope that Roddy Rich stays safe because he has a long career ahead of him. And we have been seeing a lot of these younger artists uh, killed way too soon. All right, well, listen, there's a lot going on. Um, I do want to say that Hollywood Unlocked Studios is open. For those of you that have, have missed the message, I want to show you really quick uh, the commercial. Take a look. Welcome to Hollywood Unlocked Studios. Hollywood Unlocked Studios is a full service, high-end, one-stop shop for all people who want to create podcasts, photo shoots, or other content. When I started Hollywood Unlocked, it was my podcast, Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored, that actually put me on the map. And so I understood how important it was to be able to put texture to a brand. But what I didn't know was where to find the resources to get the help that I needed to bring those dreams to life. And now that I'm making it, I wanna make the opportunity available to you to be able to come in and create your own podcast, do a photo shoot, or create your own dreams right here in the middle of Hollywood in a full service, one-stop shop to service your needs. To join our community or rent the space to bring your dreams to life, go to hustudios.com. So if you're a creator and you want to create, make sure you check us out, hustudios.com. Tell a friend, share it on your Facebook, Instagram, and continue to support the show by subscribing. Follow all of us on social media. And I'm so excited for this year. There's so many things coming our way, your way. 
And uh, Damage Blue, have a great week. Peace, y'all. Peace. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.